Well, hey, whether you stumbled onto my podcast or you've been a longtime listener, I'm glad you're listening. What is this podcast all about? Well, it's about people just like me, just like you, about age 60, maybe a little older, maybe a little younger, but you, like me, are trying to figure out how you're going to do life for this next 10, 20, 30 years. How are you going to stay healthy? What are you going to eat? Are you going to exercise? How are you going to do the things you really, really want to do in retirement? Uh, But most importantly, things that I think about go along these lines. How am I going to avoid assisted living? How am I going to maintain my independence? How am I going to enjoy life to its fullest until God says my time is done? Thank you for joining me. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Good evening. You're listening to a sleepcast on the Pushing 60 Aside podcast. I'm your host, Gene Fleming. Like you, like so many of us, there have been many, many nights in my life when I just couldn't go to sleep. There's no telling what had happened during that particular day, or those days, and sometimes it seemed those weeks. But I can tell you, I went through a tough spell. It may have been work-related. It may have been related to a personal relationship. It may have been business-related. But whatever it was, I couldn't go to sleep. I couldn't go to sleep when I truly needed to go to sleep. And it seemed as if on the nights when I needed sleep the most, it was the most difficult. I was certainly tired enough to go to sleep. You know, there wasn't something terribly tragic that had happened that day. You know, I hadn't lost a loved one or gotten injured. I wasn't sick. Yet, when it came time to put my head on my pillow and drift off into a restorative, restful sleep, I just couldn't do it. I don't know why sometimes, but I would find myself thinking and thinking thinking. And sometimes I was thinking, why can't I go to sleep? Why tonight? Why me? Sometimes I would pray and I'd ask God to give me sleep that I needed. Sometimes I would drift off and then I'd wake right back up. Oh my, how frustrating that can be. Tonight, I want to help you go to sleep as somebody who understands why you chose to listen to this podcast. First of all, let me tell you, there's nothing wrong with you. We all have difficulty going to sleep sometimes, but we know we need to. We don't function well the day after we don't get a good night's sleep. And so I'm going to ask you to first 
do a little exercise with me. If you've listened to one of my sleep casts before, you know this is pretty much the routine. And if you're ready to start, and I hope you are, you're already in your favorite place to sleep. And it really doesn't matter where that favorite place is. You may be in a recliner. You may be on uh, a sofa. You may be in your bed. But I know this for sure. You have a sleeping position that's comfortable to you. It's the position where you feel no stress in your shoulders, no stress in your hips, no stress in your back. That, and oftentimes you'll notice that's the position you wake up in because you were sleeping well in that position. Maybe you sleep flat on your back. Maybe you sleep on your side like I do. Whatever is comfortable for you. So, assuming that you're already getting ready for bed or ready for bed, You've done your routine before you try to sleep. I'd ask that you take one last look around the room with nothing but your listening device close by and remove all lights that would disturb you. Make sure the curtains are pulled and that there's no light that can reach you from outside the room. Shut the door if necessary. You know, I have found it particularly annoying that all of these electronic devices in my bedroom that are on my television, on the television controller, on the DVD player, on the Roku device, on the stereo system, sometimes it looks like a runway in here. And I have found that by covering those lights or putting something in front of them, that I can't be distracted by them if I happen to toss or turn just a little bit. So as you crawl into your sleeping place, wherever that may be, we know a darkened room will help. Now the last thing I would like for you to do is be worried about whether or not you're going to sleep. First we're going to try and relax as much as we possibly can. And if you go to sleep early, great. I hope you stay asleep. If not, listen to the story I tell. Because tonight, I'm going to take you to a beautiful place. A safe place. A place that maybe you've seen before and was a fond place cause you to think about things other than the everyday grind of your life and we'll do that together so if you're ready you're in your comfortable position and you're relaxed you're very relaxed you've made a decision to relax not just because you're listening to me but because that's what you really want to do I want you to be extremely conscious of your entire body at this point. And we're going to think about these parts of the body one at a time. It takes a little bit of time. And 
but just bear with me. There's a good story coming. We're going to a mountain brook together. So with your eyes closed, not squeezed tight, just almost like they just fell shut. Listen to the sound of my voice and stay focused with me for just a little while. And maybe you'll have a good night's sleep tonight. The first thing I want you to do is to feel not just your feet, but I want you to think about the little toe on your right foot. And then the next toe over, and the next toe over, and the next toe over, and your big toe. Wiggle that big toe all by itself just a little bit, and then it's tired, and it and that whole right foot just feels heavy, and the foot feels sleepy. Let's do the same thing on the other foot. Go to your little toe and just see it there. Then the one next to it, the one next to that, the next toe, and the big toe on your left foot. Wiggle that toe just for a second and let that foot relax. That foot feels heavy as if it's going to sleep ahead of you. It's in a hurry to go to sleepy land. That's okay. Now come up to your right knee and feel that knee just absolutely relax. Maybe you need to stretch your leg just a little bit and let that knee just relax. If you need to bend it a little bit to be relaxed, that's okay. But that knee is sleepy. It's tired. It's carried you all day long. It's ready to sleep too. Now over to the left knee. Let's get it to relax. Just let that tension fade right out of that knee. And let it relax. Your sleeping position doesn't matter so much as long as it's comfortable as long as you're not cutting off your circulation anywhere in your body. And, you know, we've been sleeping all our lives, so it's something we know how to do. Just sometimes it's hard to get started. So now you're asleep from the knees down. we got to get the rest of the body to catch up. So we're going to move up to the hips. And, you know, sometimes we have a little stiffness in our back and in our hips. So, take a deep breath for me. Just one deep breath. Breathe in. And blow it out. And as you blow out, allow your hips to relax. If your knees separate a little bit, that's fine. But allow your hips and your buttocks to melt into your mattress or your recliner or your sofa seat. If you need to adjust a little bit to get more comfortable, that's perfectly fine. Just remember your feet are already asleep. Moving on up the body, 
about where your navel is. I want you to imagine. I want you to imagine that everything inside your body, all your organs, everything is heavy. It's almost like you've got a heavy blanket laid across your torso. You don't feel any pain, no discomfort. Just imagine that your stomach muscles are relaxing and your lower back muscles are relaxing because they too are ready to sleep. Moving on up your body to your shoulders. Now we'll start with、uh, your right shoulder, and I want you to try as if. You're throwing your shoulders back just a little bit, and then gently extend your arms. Now, if you want to fold them back over and rest them on your torso, that's fine. But all of these fingers are about to go to sleep. Both hands at the same time. Your pinky fingers are very heavy. Now, your ring fingers. Heavy. They're relaxing. Wherever they're laying, they're relaxing. Your middle fingers are relaxing. Your pointer fingers are relaxing. Your thumbs, your wrist, your elbows, your shoulders—all feel heavy and very, very relaxed. It's a comfortable feeling. They're going to sleep. Your brain wants to go to sleep too. But before we get there, we've got to relax in the neck. And if you've been tense today, I want you to imagine whatever caused you to be tense. Just imagine it leaving your body, floating off out into space, out into the air, dropping off the bed or the chair onto the floor, without a sound. But it's gone. That stress is completely gone. Your head is resting in a comfortable position. Your eyelids are heavy. Your breath is steady and slow. Even your heart rate is beginning to slow down. Your body's getting ready for sleep. Precious, precious sleep. So now, while you're laying there, you should feel completely relaxed, and don't wonder about what's coming next. It won't be strange. We're just going to take some deep breaths together, and I'd like for you to take a deep breath in. I want you to hold it for a little while, and then blow it out completely. We'll do this three or four times. So, if you're ready, take in a deep breath. Now, breathe in and hold it, and release it to the count of one, two, three, four. Breathe in to the count of one, two, three, four. Breathe out. One, two, three. Very deep breath. Breathe in. One, two, 
three, four. Breathe out. One, two, three, four. Your entire body is relaxed, and you feel like maybe you could go to sleep. And you're hoping you'll have good dreams. So I'd like for you to take a little trip with me, a safe trip. We're going on a brief drive. We're in hill country of northeast Alabama, the place I live. We're on a winding road, and there's no traffic at all. It's mid-afternoon. You're just driving along in the car, and the radio is off. You're going to one of our lovely state parks around here, and you find a place to park at one of those state parks, and you decide to put your phone to silent so you can't be disturbed. Before you left home, you packed a small day bag, and in that day bag is a blanket, a bottle of water, and your camera, just in case. And there's your favorite piece of candy in that bag too, you know, just in case. You start out on a crooked, slightly shaped trail. Trail. There's there's oaks and sweet gums and maples and dogwoods. The leaves are that springtime green, that really bright green. The leaves look tender still. The dogwoods are beginning to bloom. That's a pretty sight. The air smells like, like maybe it, maybe it rained a few hours ago. You know that smell. It's a clean smell. Moisture is in the air. Yet it's cool. It's cool. And so you're walking down this little trail, and you're taking it all in. You're noticing the trees and the different types of bark they have on them. Some are smooth, like the birch tree. Some are rough, like an old oak tree or perhaps a maple. All the leaves are different. Slightly different shades of green. Some are a little brighter than other, and, and some are a little darker. Here and there, there's a small cedar tree or a shrub pine tree of some sort. Just enough to mix things up. So you're walking along this trail at a comfortable pace. You're in no hurry. It's not like we're rushing to see something. And we've got plenty of time. You walk down the trail, and you notice along the path there are little tiny, tiny wild irises, purple and yellow, no longer than your pointer finger. Here's one there. There's there's one. Here's another. There's not hundreds of them, but just enough as you're walking along. There's one over here, and one over there, and then there's this one rock that's just covered in a green moss. It 
It almost looks like a comfortable cushion made of velour that you could sit on. But you just notice it and you keep on walking. Walking and walking. Up ahead a ways, maybe a hundred yards on the trail, you can see there's a wooden bridge. And you keep walking. The path winds a little bit to the left and a little bit to the right, but you can still see that bridge and the trail you're walking is made of crushed gravel and natural rock. Each one of your steps crunches that rock just a little bit and you hear birds. Some are familiar, some are not familiar. Perhaps the sound of a crow cawing in the distance or a blue jay. Maybe a mockingbird singing her song because it's that time of year and she wants to meet a fella. Who knows? As you approach the bridge, you begin to hear the sound of a rippling stream or brook. It's not real loud, but you can hear it. And as you approach, it gets slightly louder, but it's still not a roar. You walk out onto the bridge and you lean on the handrail. And upstream, you see a small waterfall. Not a huge waterfall. Just one simple cascade pouring from a terrace down into the stream. Maybe about eight feet. Maybe ten. But we don't need a ruler to measure it. We're just here to see the beauty of nature. So this waterfall is maybe, maybe it's only a foot wide, so it's, it's not huge. It makes a little splash into the stream below. And this stream, this little brook, meanders under the bridge. You want to see where it goes, so you walk to the handrail on the other side and look downstream. The stream opens up into a rather large pool. It looks almost big enough to swim in. And you wonder if in the summertime kids come there and swim. Looks like it'd be a safe place. There's nice rocks and boulders around the little pool and you stand there propped up on your elbow looking down at the pond, this, this, this pool. And you look into the depths of the water and you wonder if there's fish there. Perhaps a bass, perhaps a trout, perhaps a bluegill. And you try to look deep into the water, the emerald, dark, dark emerald green water, to see if you can see the hint of even a single fish. But you can't quite see deep enough. But you think probably is a big fish in there somewhere. When of a sudden, out of the corner of your eye, you catch something moving on a big flat rock over to the side. 
woke up just in time to see a chipmunk scurrying across that rock. You chuckle to yourself and think, doesn't look like a Disney chipmunk. Looks like a little brown squirrel to me. Never probably can. But uh, you wonder if he's getting ready to start a family for this spring season. Maybe he's been gathering food all day, but he dashes out of sight. stood there for a few minutes now, and all you can think about is how peaceful this place truly is. It's nothing like a busy street or a busy shopping center or maybe the chaos that you experience at work some days, except for the occasional call of a bird ripple of the stream, it's almost silent. You stare deeply into that dark emerald green water. It's calm enough that you can see the reflections of the trees in the sky. And the sky is one of those powder blue colors that you sometimes see. Almost cloudy, but, but not. Maybe it's real thin clouds. Hmm. It's just lovely. You reach into that day bag and pull your blanket out. Spread it on the bridge. You sit right there, dangle your feet over the edge. brain wants to take you back to everything from the day, but you choose not to let it. When you start thinking about whatever stress you had, whatever bad thing happened, whatever bad news you got, you just say, stop. I'm not going to think about that now. I'm here in a beautiful place, in a safe place. I'm breathing clean air. I'm hearing the sounds of nature. And I'm at peace. I'm at peace with myself. And that's good enough for right now. Cool breeze seems to be coming from downstream. It brings the scent of leaves and trees and, and perhaps the smell of the creek bank itself and maybe some type of wildflower. It's all mixed together and it's, it's refreshingly pleasant. And you think, I wish they made fabric softener that smelled like that because I would buy it because it smells clean. You take a few deep breaths and you search the banks of that 
that pool for Mr. Chipmunk, but I think he's chasing Mrs. Chipmunk right now. But you do hope you see him again. So a few minutes pass, and you notice almost like a little kid, you're swinging your legs, sitting there. that even your eyebrows are relaxed and it's such a comfortable comfortable feeling and almost as if on cue the sun reaches out and kisses the top of your head and now see down into that pool and you look through the gentle ripples and around the rocks that you see and sure enough there's a largemouth bass sitting right there oh what's that it's another one a smaller one you think, looks like a family to me. Or maybe they're going to have a family. Well, because you're you, you reach into that day bag one more time and you pull out that secret piece of candy you brought along. It's your treat for taking a little hike this afternoon and getting out in nature. You unwrap it and slip it into your mouth, and it's the best it's ever tasted. I don't even know what flavor you brought, but it is delicious. It may be chocolate, it may be caramel, whatever it is, it's good. It's all good. But alas, time is getting away, and you've got to return. Swing your legs around and use the rail to help yourself stand up. Gather your blanket and tuck it back into the bag. And begin to head back to the parking lot. It's not a long walk, maybe a hundred yards. You now see everything that you saw on the way to the bridge in reverse. It's all beautiful. It's all pristine. It's all quiet. It comforts your soul. You hear that gravel crunching under your feet, and even that too is a pleasant sound. There's those irises again. Man, I wish I could grow those in my yard, you think? They're so tiny, but they're so beautiful. And you cherish the moment that you were one with God and one with nature, and you were at peace within yourself. You get in your car and you sit down, throw your bag in the passenger seat, and you sit there for a moment. 
letting your seat back just a little bit. You fold your arms, almost like you're giving yourself a hug. Why not? You deserve it. You do your best. You're a good person. And you thank God for this moment in time where you slipped away from everything else and spent some time in His creation. Have a good sleep.